before we demonize Potiphar's wife, because there are a lot of theologians who demonize Potiphar's wife for what she did for tempting Joseph during this time. But when we think about it, maybe she was going after Joseph because she was seeking to have needs met that should have been met by her husband. Maybe she got into covenant with someone who could not fulfill a need that she had. Maybe it was that. But the better question to ask is, what do you do when you're empty? Hmm. What do you say when you're frustrated? What do you do when you end up becoming triggered? Because wherever there is fruit, there is a root. And the thing that we have to do as believers is we have to stop judging people based on their behavior. You do not, we do not know what people go through. Without integrity, we cannot blame others for burning us because we keep burning ourselves. That's why I'm so big about that, that word integrity. It still resonates with me even the, the day after. So I want to continue with, with this whole thing about dreaming in, in, in drama. Out of Genesis 39 from verses 10 to 20, it says, And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed of her or even be of her. One day he went into the house to attend to his duties and none of the household servants was inside. She caught him by his cloak and said, Come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out the house. She then called her household servant and said, Look, she said to them, this Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. He came in here to sleep with me by a scream. When he heard me scream, he, 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 he ran out the house. She kept his cloak beside her until his master came home. Then she told him this story. When the master heard the story his wife was saying, she said, this is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. This is the second time Joseph was stripped of his robe. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they, they stripped him of his robe. But the thing about this robe, which, which gets me excited on this, this, this morning, is that you, you can take the coat, but you can't take the favor. Yeah, yeah, they, they might take what, what you have, but they can't take what's in you. And God has favored you, and there is nothing anyone can do about it. That's why you got to walk in your favor. You got to walk in what, what God has placed in your life. You, 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 you have to walk in, in victory. Because they, they, you, they might think that, 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 they, that, that they take What's over you, they can take what's in you. But God's blessings, whether they be material or spiritual, are not intended just to help with your own life. They are designed to help you help others and extend the kingdom of God here on earth. Favor promotes you. It takes you to higher levels of success and service. It did for, for Esther. She was orphaned in a Jewish, she was a orphaned Jewish refugee. And then one year later, she's crowned the queen of Persia. God's favor caused Esther to gain the goodwill of everyone she met. She didn't have to work for it. 
One day of God's favor is worth a thousand days of your own labor. And I can go on and on about favor. I feel feel my help. No, but I I, want to stop here. And ask, are you walking in the favor of God? If you are, you know the feeling of being overwhelmed and encompassed by his love, his guidance, and his benevolence. It's time to start walking in favor. Walk in what God has called you in. And remember, although they have taken, taken from you and you've lost things, they cannot take the favor. God has favored you and there is nothing in this world that anyone can do about it.